It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast as we talk real estate around the UAE. We've been doing it for some time and one gets the feeling that it is going to be a busy 2024. Of course, we are available on Spotify and Apple or wherever you get your podcasts from these days. It is a Tuesday morning. January the 2nd. Yes, a a brand new year for 2024 has arrived. And if you're relaxing wherever you might be, enjoy. And if you are in Dubai holidaying with an eye for potentially buying property, well, you've found us. That's the first step. There is a ton of property information coming up this year. We have multiple podcasts every week. So whatever you you are looking for, we will certainly be able to educate you in the right direction. Well, we've been looking back across 2023 and all of the talking points, some of the interviews, some of the big predictions that were made in 2023. And of course, it's our New Year's podcast real estate series for the UAE. And coming up in this episode, we'll be talking with Matthew Gregory, who has been another great contributor across 2023. And we go all the way back to March of last year for his thoughts about the Dubai property market. And that is next. We talk to some of the most influential figures in the real estate industry, from leading common to investors to real estate principals on the Dubai Property Podcast. And this morning we are catching up with Matt Gregory, who is the CCO of Hauser in Dubai this morning. And Matt, welcome into the Dubai Property Podcast breakfast this morning. Great to have you here. Good morning and thanks for having me. How long have you been in the, the Dubai Property Real Estate game? So coming, what will be coming up to six years this September? So yeah, so so quite a while. Seen the seen the dips and and now definitely seeing the highs. Wow, yeah, because uh, six years that, that means that you were there three years pre COVID and then sort of three years after COVID. So you got the two sides of the coin. Yeah, exactly. The taste of both both types of Dubai. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a great journey so far. Now, I want to have a look at the February growth because it's something that you have been tracking, you've been monitoring, watching, you've been talking to people. So just uh, fill me in a little bit in terms of what you'd like to give some commentary on as far as uh, February last month's growth is concerned. Yeah, sure. I think that, look, you know, I think that growth is a word that a lot of people are using for the Dubai property market currently. I think that we're seeing, you know, every month now we're seeing new figures, record-breaking figures from real estate companies. I think if we just look at the two basic indicators of the growth, if we look at apartment prices compared to February 22, they're up 11.2%. And if we look at villas, that's up 13.6%. So, you know, if you put down a mortgage or, or, or were lucky enough to buy an apartment or villa in cash only 12 months ago, you're already seeing you know large returns on that capital just in the space of 12 months. And I don't see this uh, this actually slowing down anytime soon. 
Yeah, and in terms of those villas, you were mentioning that the the highs of 2014 is nearly on parity with where they were back in 2014 and 2023 with the villas. So talk to that in terms of the way that that has been able to catch up and also the the apartments, but the apartments are some way off at this point. Yeah, I think that, you know, as you mentioned at the beginning, like I've been in Dubai since 2017 and we were we were on the descendancy at that point. So prices were coming down both in sale and rent from what was the 2014 highs. Now, if we take villas, we're only at the best part of 1% away from what was that high back in 2014. And that's incredible. I think that if we look back to then and think about what, what actually drove that, you know, you had the whole expo fever. Again, Dubai was very much on the map, but, but you know, it, bubbles, bubbles burst, right? And I think that that's what happened at the long to the other side of 2014 property prices started to depreciate come down um, but now we're only one percent away from those figures which for villas is incredible really driven by the fact that out of covid a lot of people migrated from apartment communities back into or back out into villa communities and so the price has really gone up on the back of that exodus from from those apartments now apartments are lagging some way behind so we're about 19 percent away from apartments because back then of course there wasn't that many villa communities Communities. Now there's an abundance and developers are launching new villa communities all the time in order to try and offset that demand. And what will eventually, you know, suppress prices a little bit as more and more stock comes on the market. But at the moment, huge hiatus. Villas are going absolutely gangbusters. Yeah. And you're talking about the developers, of course, there's so much choice at the moment. So what is your favourite suburb and why is it your favourite suburb? <laughs> sure. Well, look, the fa- my favourite suburb is the one that I live in and it, not really a suburb in comparison to what other suburbs there are now in Dubai. So even when I moved out here, you know, the Springs, which is where I live, which is very close to Dubai Marina, yeah, we're only what less than a 10 minute drive, 15 minutes from the beach max, where Whereas now you can go out into what's called the Al Qudra Corridor. There are plenty of communities out there. Again, it, m- cheaper in comparison to what is the Springs, just by the very nature of its location. But they're brand new. Whereas the Springs is 15, more than 15 years old. Whereas villa communities out on the Al Qudra Corridor are now being delivered, br- move in, brand new. Probably save yourself 50,000 dirhams a, m- a year on comparison to what you might get in the Springs. But I love the Springs. It's a community. It's established. There's lakes, trees. There's greenery. And you know, as I say, it's the proximity to what is uh, marina and and that whole area is uh, is very close but you know there are lots and lots of lovely communities now being delivered Telal Al Gaf being one you've even got Expo Golf Billas out by the new airport and again they are they have very uh, very competitively priced you can get a three bed villa there for about 1.5 million now you're 30 minutes outside of uh, outside of Dubai Marina but if you work from home and you have a remote role, community swimming pools, again, pretty green, um, and you don't mind a half an hour commute into where you might want to go out to restaurants, then great, you know, you can save yourself a fortune. Yeah. And what is the population of that area that you live in now? Gosh, well, there's about 6,000 villas in the spring. So it gives you an idea of scale, ranging from two beds to three beds with different sizes. But the Springs is based on 14 separate communities. 
There are two community centers, one at either end of the community with gyms and again, supermarkets and shops um, and everything in between. So every community has at least one. Some don't, but most of them have at least one community swimming pool where you can go and, and play, certainly with the children. There's lots of uh, parks. But as I say, the big draw here is the lake. So you can, the lake that I'm on is around two kilometers in circumference and just enables you to go out and, as I say, have a nice walk, um, evening walks. It's still just about okay in the weather here in Dubai before the summer hits. But at the moment, yeah, I mean, that's what makes it fantastic for me. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, walkability is such a important metric when buying real estate. I think a lot of people don't actually factor in the walkability factor when they buy. Yeah, I think that most new communities are exactly that. They're a community. They have running tracks, or certainly the new ones have running tracks. They have paddle tennis courts, tennis courts, table tennis. I mean, Dubai Hills is a prime example of a master community that has delivered that community aspect with a large park right in the middle of the community. It's got a two and a half K running track around the periphery. You know, lots to do, shops. They've even now opened up a big mall on that community. So, you know, it's outdoor space and outdoor living. You can only really do it in Dubai for about, you know, pushing eight months of the year. The other the other four months is just too hot, right? And you've got to wait for the sun to go down. And even then in the evenings, it's still the best part of 35 degrees. So, you know, you have to take that into consideration. But during the winter, there's lots and lots to do, certainly in these new master communities, whereby they really do think of people, families, what are they going to do? Outdoor space, outdoor living. And I think that they do it very well here in Dubai, certainly with the new communities. They are you know, phenomenal in terms of the, uh, the, the services and what they have there to offer back to the residents. Now, I want to ask you this, Matt. How do you describe that certain vibe of Dubai, the swagger, if you like, that seems to generate and affect people who come here? Like it's an intangible thing, but it's something that people feel when they are here. What is it, do you think, because you've been there for a little while now, what do you think it is that creates that swagger and vibe? <laughs> I think... I think um you know, I live on a community where it's very family orientated. You know, there's people have gardens, we have barbecues. It's not just about the marina and the bright lights of JBR and, you know, the, the, the uber posh restaurants there, right? It's much more about that community feel. I think that the quality of life here is great. I think that, you know, no one can deny that. You know, forget about the, all the tax-free earnings and all that for a second. You know, just the quality of life. You're 10, 15 minutes from a beach. The beaches are incredible. It's a very clean city, very safe city. And I think that that's one of the things that draws people to here. Once they're here and they can see that actually, you know, I won't tell you my address, but you know, that you leave your front door unlocked and, uh, and you, know, you don't really have any, any problems with that. But the, the safety, the opportunity that it offers people in terms of that different quality of life. And certainly, you know, the government and, and is really investing now into things that really give people that opportunity to explore outdoors. There's a 120 kilometer cycle track out in the desert. They've just built a new one down on the beach. You know, there's a, it affords people a lot of opportunity very close to their house, which look, I come from the UK. We have beaches in the UK, not quite as warm as the, <laughs> the seas here. And certainly the weather might afford you only one or two days a year to be on them. But here you've got, you know, all perpetual sunshine, albeit in the summer, it does get that bit warmer. 
And just before I let you go, I just want to ask you about Hauser because you're interfacing, you're dealing with uh, owners of real estate companies. So what's the uh, current momentum feel and the vibe talking about that word vibe like for 2023? What is the sentiment uh, from real estate property owners? Sure. Well, well, as you mentioned, our Hauser is really funded by the real estate agency. So there's sort of 16 of them that are on our cap table and investors within the business. So I speak to these guys all the time. So the CEOs, very successful people. They are very, very bullish, very, very positive around the next sort of 12 to 24 months. I think they can't see it slowing down. Developers are now coming out with new stock. We've got things like the Palm Jebel Ali, which everyone's sitting here with bated breath waiting to see what they're going to do with that. This is a Palm that's been built back in 2008 alongside just after the Palm Jumeirah, which everybody knows where the Atlantis is based. This Palm is double the size. It's incredible. Like if you see it from an aeroplane or go on Google Maps and have a look, it's just been there mothballed for the last 12 years. And now they are about to start developing. So this is going to create a whole nother master community at the other end of Dubai. So even further out slightly than the Palm Jumeirah. But developers here are realizing that there is an opportunity to be had with the right types of properties. And I think things like the Palm Jebel Ali, the new communities like Talal Al Gaf, Damak Lagoons, you know, these are all catering for the type of people, the types of investors, the types of families now that are coming into Dubai. And these owners, because of that and because of the way the developers are now looking at their stock, are very, very positive about the Dubai property market, certainly for the next 24 months. Yep, there's there's a lot going on. All right, Matt, well, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much for coming on to the Dubai Property Podcast this morning. Thank you very much and thanks for having me. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.